everybody, I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. I don't even want to just say like, it's just, it's like uh, personal growth through life. Because <laughs> it's just what it is. Yeah. But business is such a we just have important a part of, of your life. In yes, business. in business. But it's really, the more you just sit back from this and just realize that life is giving you every single lesson, right? Life in itself is the conduit for personal growth. In inside life, there is business. Yeah, sorry, I just totally, total <laughs> random thought here, but I don't know who said this, but I've heard it recently about a couple, I think maybe spiritual teachers or something like that. They've been saying life is life. Have you heard that? I have not, but I mean, it. it well, life is life. Yeah, it's just like life is life, you know? <laughs> I don't know where I've heard it, but it's what I find really funny is that um, when I was three, four, five my dad always said that is what I, I always said that life is life, life is life. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, man, I've like gone a really long way away from that. And <laughs> now I'm back. finally it's coming back to that. <laughs> it's a full circle. Yeah. It's, I mean, in life is life. And it's really interesting because, um, you know, I think for me, the reason why it's called business meets spirituality is because I wrestled with this question so much. And a lot of what we do here is actually my own self-therapy, right? It's questions that I have or things that I'm, I'm journaling about really in depth. And so people actually, if you follow this podcast, which thank you for all doing that, it's almost like you're my own journey, right? Mm-hmm. And then we bring in guests that I read their books or that we feel that could be um, valuable to the conversation, but it actually happens to be this. And if you look back, you know, when I met with Michael Singer, one of the things he was talking about, he read to me some things that he wrote in the seventies and eighties and to where he is today. And, and is while the path of, 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 of kind of um, uh, more of a spiritual, his path, the intent was always there. Just you, you uncover so much more along the way. It's kind of like if you build a business in the beginning part of the business, there's like, you're uncovering all these new things that are going on and you're working through all these challenges. Well, the same thing, but you just follow somebody's business career and what they said 20 years later after they built a company versus what they said in the beginning, the intent is always there to build this organization, but how they do it and what they see is different. And I almost feel like that's the same thing with just even our podcast. It's like the intent's always there for both of us to grow spiritually personally right and yeah at the same time we we are coming at it and saying it differently because of an increased awareness or knowing of what that path looks like because you and I are both doing the work well and also yeah you can't predict what the path is going to look like no all you do is you just keep on peeling it even this morning I was just journaling a little about this so I mean part of it is, is is today's kind of conversation if you will is you know, what is, how, what is meditation? What is spirituality, right? Like, what does this really mean to people? Or, um, or I think mindful is the word that gets mindful. Out, out a lot. Well, there's, there's just a lot. And I think, you know, the basis, you can go to the definition of what spirituality is, which is the quality of being concerned with human spirit or soul as the, as opposed to material physical things. Let's just break that down. Really what, what that, if you wake up, let's just bring it back to a hundred thousand degrees not degrees, thousand foot up, 30,000 oh, feet. Yeah, it's exactly. Sorry. It's zero decreases. Exactly. Anyways, <laughs> let's just, let's just go. Let's just have the, the, the baseline kind of framework for this is that people wake up and they want to feel good, right? Let's just all agree with that. I don't think anybody would want to wake up and not feel full of life. You said life is life, full of life, even well being. If you think about that, think about the, even the language that people use all the time. They don't stop and, and you're already intuitively using it. You did it at three, four and five, the life is life. But it's like, I had these thoughts. You already stop and think about that for a second. Everyone uses this. My heart hurts, right? Mm-hmm. I can feel sick. Well, everything that you're saying is a subject object relationship in itself. 
And it's, it's, there's something in there, you, the indwelling being that is witnessing and experiencing it. And then you're actually using the language, which is the funniest thing about all of this. So like my well being, right. There's a well within you that is, that is, that is supporting your being. It's always there. So let's just, you're there, right? But everyone wakes up and wants to feel full of life. And really what, now you can add in all the words you want, love, peace, joy, enthusiasm, high, but it's just, you want to feel full of life, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you wake up, that's the question is this, how do you want to feel? And you know, Dal- the Dalai Lama, um, 88 years old, I believe is just has, is still saying like I, he wakes up every day and choosing to love. Like, and it's like, it's a choice. You're choosing to love, love life, right? Love all of it. He even said, he's like, I even, in the way he said it, and I'm not going to tell him, he's like, I love war. And not in the fact that like you don't, but it's like, you have to almost, you have to almost respect it in order to be able to see it clearly. And that's kind of what his point was saying, all these different things. I love all, because you can't say I love life, but then I don't love these parts of it. And what he was basically saying is all of life is life. That includes war, that includes birth, that includes romantic moments, that includes businesses, it includes everything. It's just well, life. Well, it, it reminds me of um, that some people say, like, you know, you can't, you, you can't blame your parents for where you're at unless you're also willing to thank them yes, for where you're at. exactly. Or you can't, you know, pick and choose, to your point, pick and choose, yeah. like, oh, like, my life right now is great, but, but if I had changed one little small thing along the way, maybe I wouldn't have this life so you have yeah. to just to kind of accept everything that's gotten you where you are because it's just like i mean you go there's birds that are singing to you there's trees that are moving there's hay that gets blown in the wind right i mean there's we hit the lottery when it comes to planets i mean if they found a cockroach on mars it would be on every single paper right and now it's like there's all this wildlife it's like a zoo outside your house all the time so anyways the, the point of saying this is that like you want to wake up and feel great well, spirituality and mindfulness, really what that's saying is I'm now more concerned, not concerned in a, in a way that you're concerned. I'm more, I put my intent on inside feeling better and whole and complete than trying to do it worldly, which means that I'm going to try to go out there and rearrange people, places, things, and get things okay and get them the right way just so I can feel good for a moment. And then once I have it, I got to worry about keeping it or getting it and then get something else. It just doesn't work. It's, and so this is the whole point of all of the techniques and what everyone's doing is to realize this. And I know we hit on this, but you can't, it's like we could tell people what to do, but it's not, once you actually understand it, you don't need to be told what to do. I mean, if you're watching the TV, nobody needs to tell you how to turn the TV off or not pay attention to it. It's the same thing here. Nobody needs to tell anybody how to not pay attention to your mind. Like there's techniques. Yes, we can get into that. But in the forefront, if you don't understand why you're doing any of this, then it's, then you're really not going to stay with it for a long period of time. And so the, the question comes is like, I want to feel there is a state. Think about just in your, in your, in your life, anybody that's listening can think about this and a time that you felt the highest. And what you would say is inside, I felt this tremendous rush of life, this energy, this, this is really what you call it. And it's so funny because we have such an ability to have the subtle differences of energy. We can say the difference between love and enthusiasm or joy or uh, a different kind of love, right? There's like the intimate love and then there's the love for nature. Then there's the, I love this, right? Like we have such an ability to, or the difference in anger or jealousy or irritation. We have such an ability to label just the subtle vibrational differences of energy. So really you wake up and you've got, think about the highest time that you've been. It could be graduated 
college or high school, you've had a first child, your first time you fell in love, the first time you kissed somebody, the first time that you made a lot of money, maybe you won the lottery, right? You bought a new car. You were rushed with this energy. Well, you can, that's people, you can live that way. That can be your starting position. The, the problem is it's not for, for 99% of the people. And, and the reason why it is, is because we'll get into that. Um, but understand that's what the whole mindfulness, awareness, spiritual conversation is about, is about understanding that everything that you're really looking for is already inside you. I mean, Christ said the kingdom of heaven is within you. What do you think he meant by that? It's within you. Like the well-being is there. So you, you wake up and you say, okay, my life's going to be, I'm not going to go outside and try to rearrange all this stuff. I'm just going to wake up and understand that it's within me. And so knowing that I'm going to use that approach through life. That's the whole part. So the more awareness you have of that, that's the point. The more aware you are that I don't need to go outside, meaning outside, not literally outside, but I don't need to get anything or have anything in particular that's out there that I need in order to feel my well-being. So that's the starting because most people in order to feel well-being, they've got a, their mind says you need to go get this or you need to go do this. And there's a whole, whole movement that gets over there. So you start moving in that direction and you just pay attention to it. So the, the word spirituality or spiritual means you wake up and you go, I'm just not going to pay attention to that anymore. I'm just not going to pay attention to the mind telling me what I need to get outside. I'm actually going to stop and wake up and realize that it's already the kingdom of heaven is in you. I'm actually, the well-being is in me, right? So I'm going to start there. Okay. So all of that is great. And you had just talked about how well, I paused you because yeah. you look like you were like daydreaming when I was talking. So I could yes, tell like, I was zoning out a little, <laughs> I was totally in my head as I you know, were talking I and I was, were. I was not really listening to you. Rather I, I was having thoughts in my head about where's this podcast going. Yes. So, yeah. um, yeah, we did stop for a second. <laughs> so, um, mostly because, which I'm, by the way, Hallie loves when I just have these conversations with no point in where you're going because it's your mind that comes in there and says that it needs to. But anyways, so ask the question. Yes, yes. Um, Well, it's not really necessarily a question. You were talking about how the tactics don't really matter. And I I know we've talked about that on other podcast episodes that, and I agree, in the grand scheme of things, they don't necessarily matter. Like you don't need them in order to become more spiritual or to practice spirituality. Don't need them. Well, I think you need, I don't think you, I think you can use them. I think they're very helpful. Yes. Well, you but, just, just say remember, you don't need them. Well, you don't need them in terms of doing it. So um, if, do you really need tactics to lose weight? So how do people become more No, it's just, it's spiritual. that. Yeah, you do. Really? I mean, yeah. So it's like, but does somebody need to teach somebody how to really do that? Some people need that. Yes. Potentially. But I think the, 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 the overarching point of that is you have to make the decision. That's what I'm trying to get at first here. That you... You're, so how do the so psychology has to be there? People, your intent has to be there. You have to de- first decide you want to go on the spiritual path journey yes. in order to become more spiritual. And neither one's right or wrong. My point of saying this is that when people talk about going and being spiritual, what I'm saying is the the real intent there is that I'm I'm I recognize that I'm that the thing outside that I'm doing doesn't work anymore. That's it. That's the first starting position. That is actually a technique, by the way. It's just, we don't call it a technique. The first technique is actually the awareness that what I've been doing, mm-hmm. trying to get a certain job or getting a certain money, which relatively puts me okay. 
I haven't met anybody that's in there that's relatively okay and then not okay at some point in their life. Because anytime that somebody's put themselves out and it's more concerned with things outside than they are inside, they're, they're never okay forever. You're just not. So that's actually the first technique. Okay. So then what do people do? Well, you got to, you got to, that's why we're, we're backing it up. So the first is that you have to wake up and say, I'm un, I'm not going to listen to what that mind says anymore. And so then it goes into the whole conversation of why does the mind saying it? Because you're not okay. And all you're doing, the mind is wonderful. If you want to use it to go two plus two or to write a business plan or to go out there and um, ask a bunch of questions that need to happen to get deadlines for certain things. That's a wonderful use of your mind. But having, when you sit there and go, I'm bored and you go to your mind to say, how do I not be bored anymore is not the use of your mind. It just doesn't know. So then it just brings you, and then you just start paying attention to it. So you, what you're doing is you're using the mind to try to make yourself feel okay. Mm-hmm. That is what, that is the, that is, that is not spirituality. That's why I'm, I'm really trying to break this down for us. Spirituality wakes up and says, Mm, I see through that. I've made money. I've had relationships. I've had trips and they're wonderful, but I'm full. I'm not fully. Okay. I don't wake up in a state of feeling just awesome for no reason. Most people have to point to something still as to why they feel good. A certain day went the way I wanted to, or the weather was perfect. This person did exactly what they should do. And then all of a sudden you feel good and you, you get turned on. And then when it's not that way, it gets, it gets different. I felt great today. Physically, I was wonderful. Physically today, I'm tired. And that affects everyone's mood. Again, so all the things that are worldly are affecting people. That's not spirituality. That's not yoga. Yoga or spirituality is saying I'm much more concerned with how I, my state of how I feel. Yeah totally with you on all of that. And so what I'm trying to get at, I guess, is how do we share with people or help them figure out how to move in that direction? Which is what we're doing. You didn't just wake up and be no, 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 your no, spiritual. No, no, no. Like you've had practices over the years. Of course. And they're wonderful. And there's, yeah. there's wonderful sh- teachers that are out we there. We want to give that information to other people we so will. they can tap into it. We will. But if you're giving somebody techniques and they're not willing to use the techniques they're not ready to use the techniques. Then the were you ready when work. you first started? Yes, I was because I actually made a decision that that was going to be different in my life. But you weren't just because you made the decision didn't mean you were automatically spiritual. Well, I, I think we're all spiritual. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. I well, mean, it's I, a different I, level than you were. You know, totally. I think years ago. But the the direction became for me was that I was going to take my life in a different direction. So therefore, all of the sure. techniques along the way yeah. showed up. Yeah. I actually didn't have to go out and search for them necessarily. They just showed up. Even when I, so just to give you this example, when, when I really started getting into meditation, it was, it was, well, even when I was 15, when I made a transition, it was positive thinking. Mm-hmm. It was positive affirmations, which we teach. There's a wonderful technique. You should, everyone should use them. Is that spirituality or is that just personal growth? That's, that's using a thing? technique to become more concerned or more connected to the well-being that's within you. So that is a, a layer of spirituality, absolutely. And call it personal growth slash spirituality, whatever you want to refer to it as. Sure. But when you, when you people hear the word, the, the reason why people use mindfulness and awareness, and we'll get into the techniques, but that was when I was 15, I started using positive affirmation, visuals affirmations that were there. And then that led to different things. Then later on in my life, when I realized that this whole path didn't work even more, and I thought I kind of knew it, and even today it continues to change, it was like, okay, well then, then there's new rotation. And then my wife came home and was like, hey, I saw this whole TM thing. And so I wasn't even really searching. It just started showing up. 
it's the path of surrender. Right. It's just like, cause you're, and, you're and, open and, to and it. Yes, and yes. And yeah. that's the starting position though, is people buy into their mind's concept that they want spirituality. That's what I'm trying to really get at is they go, I want to be a spiritual person. It's kind of cool to be a spiritual person right now. And so I want to buy into that. And, and that's wonderful. That's your starting position. That's great. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to dig deeper and, and share what most people don't ever talk about, which is it's, it's, you have to wake up and go, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the world to turn me on anymore. It's not. And then, so then you, then you can, there's a whole, from that, if that's your intent, it'll take you the rest of the way. And I, you don't like that answer because there's not a step process, but we'll do it. But that no, will I take you. I actually completely agree with that. Um, I, I really do. I think it's just, um, um, I'm even thinking of like spiritual people like the Buddha or Adshante or Michael Singer. They have, they also use tactics and and practices. So I guess I'm just thinking it's, I, I'm feeling like it's not just a, oh, you just have this feeling like, no, they actually engage with of it course. We're, and we, regularly. Yes. And we're, and we're, we're getting to that path. Oh, it's taking us a while. Well, it's taking us like 15 <laughs> minutes. I mean, it's not like that. The thing is it's, it's, it will be, that's what people want. The people want the plan right away without well, the, not so much the plan. I just like, well, we, I get, we are, I get what we are doing saying. the technique though. The technique first and is though, is your intent. Well, yeah. Yes. And sometimes I think that the, I, and I don't know, maybe this is completely, you completely disagree, but I think sometimes the technique actually gets you. If you want to use a technique. Yeah. Or like, I mean, you've said before, like meditation really did start helping you. Yes, it did. So did positive affirmation. More and more and more. So did visualization, all that. Yeah. So, so I'm like, maybe people need to start with a a doing something and then that opens them up more and more to seeing, being able to hear and understand what you're saying. Of course that all works. That absolutely works. The, the The point of the beginning part of this is to understand why we're doing what we're doing, though. Why bring in meditation? Well, I guess the question is why, like... Yeah, the question is, is why do people meditate? Well, no, why do people Why do people want to be more spiritual? How are, How do you become more spiritual? Well, there's two questions there. The, the first question is why do people want to become spiritual it has to be your decision. Yes. And, it, and that's why I'm, that's why I started the beginning part of this is sharing that answer, which is you become, you want to be... I'm speaking for me. You want to become more spiritual because you realize doing and, and trying to rearrange, I mean, you just always go back to that, right? To try to get the world the way you want it to and have a certain job or do these different things. It just doesn't work. Yes. It's not. Yeah. So that, that's the start, okay. right? So you so then check how, that point. How do you, how do you be more spiritual then? Well, for one is it's that intent. I know you don't like, but that's, that's the starting position. So then what you can do, then you can layer in all these other techniques. So again, you can go through the three modes. The first one is you can, you can use some sort of positive affirmation. So when the mind comes in and says, Oh man, I really need to get a raise. You can go, I don't really need to raise right now. I think, I think I'm doing really, really well. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it doesn't mean you don't get the raise. It just means the mind saying that. Cause then you're going to go, yeah, I'm going to go turk. I'm going to go spend all this time looking around and seeing who else is doing it. Like he just takes you down a different path. Right. Or the mind goes and says, I really need a new house. And you go, nah, I don't need a new house. You just, that's positive affirmation. You're just rearranging the energy that comes up and you're rearranging it and asking a different question. That's using, you're replacing a negative thought with a positive thought. That's a wonderful starting position technique. What meditation does, meditation is, and I love meditation, I think twice a day for 10 to 15, 20 minutes. I do it 20 minutes twice a day. The whole point of a meditation is when you sit down and all of a sudden you have all these thoughts, but now you're aware that you have all these thoughts mm-hmm. is the meditation itself. That's right. your, that's your starting position in meditation. And people come like, I can't, I hear this all the time still. 
all the time. So You're around me so much because you just don't hear it, but I keep hearing, I can't meditate. I can't meditate. No, I, I hear that all the I know, time. I have yeah. all these thoughts. Well, that, congratulations. Yes, it's a good thing. You're now aware yeah. that all of these thoughts have been running your life. That's what they're doing. They're running your life. That is being worldly. When you use the thoughts that are showing up to actually go out and do something. And so, so, so the meditation starts off with, I hear it. I see it. I'm just not going to pay attention to that. It'd be like if you turn the TV on at night and it came on there and it started saying all these things that Joe needs to do. And all of a sudden you go, I'm going to go do that. Right. And, and the, the, now you're now the TV has run your life. Well, who's Joe? I don't know. I'm just making Joe. Oh, maybe I'm Joe's like, in there. Is Joe just, the person? Yeah, or I'm is just, Joe like, like some other Somebody on the, t- on the TV, right? Okay. Just, they're doing this and all of a sudden you wake up like, I'm going to go do that now. Yeah. Right? Instead of actually, and so that's just the mind grabs hold of something and goes, I would feel really good if I went and did that. Right? It's just, and so there's a subtle difference. Now, there is a, there's nothing wrong. So it's not, not spiritual to go like, and, and don't mistake the teachings or the, of, of masters, right? Because I'm certainly just, I'm just sharing things that people have taught me. I didn't create any of yeah, this. Yeah, in your right? personal experience. Yes. I mean, so quite honestly, that's all they're doing too. Exactly. It's only and, their personal uh, experience. Yes, totally. And, and, and things that masters have taught them of people that have really let go, right? And so when you, when you kind of wake up, you, you, you realize that um, it's, it's not that renunciation at all. So the example you can give to this, so it's not not spiritual to dress up, right? It's not not spiritual to make money. It's not not spiritual to have coffee in the morning. <laughs> it's not not spiritual to not walk around in a cloak or a robe sitting around a fire, right? It's, that has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. It just means that you're not concerned with those things. It just means that you haven't attached your well-being well, that's to what those I mean, things. Like yes, exactly. Attachment or yes, it just means that you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't dress up, other than it's super fun and it's really fun. <laughs> you don't dress up and go, I'm gonna wear this because I'm really concerned with how somebody's gonna think about this, right? That's the difference. Mm-hmm. You just, or I'm not gonna, I'm gonna make a lot of money so that people respect me. Well, the only thing respect can do is you can lose it. <laughs> if people want to respect you, let them. If they don't want to respect you, let them. It's irrelevant. Well, so why, why transcendental meditation? There's a million ways to meditate. Why is trend? Why did you choose transcendental meditation and what does that do for you? Like the conversation we had, I tried different forms of meditation and I just couldn't do it because there was no model. So for me, transcendental meditation you is mean a, a tactic perhaps. No, a model. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a technique; it's a model. Okay. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It was. I tried to meditate, and I couldn't down. And, and and by the way, I had those same thoughts, and I go, I just have these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And, but nobody sat there and had this conversation with me. Nobody said, "Oh, you're supposed to." Until I met um, Dr. Smith, and he was like, "Of course you had thoughts." And I was like, "Well, what yeah. do you mean?" He's like, "Well, you're supposed to have thoughts during meditation." I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, that's the point." <laughs> I was like, "Oh." Okay, yeah. then, then I can meditate. And right. he goes, it's yes, you can. It's not about quiet and you're no, silencing the mind. No, it's not. The mind just yeah. talks. Yeah. That's it. It's an appliance. The refrigerator a- has cold. Coldness. It keeps <laughs> things cold, right? Yes. Um, I did always appreciate that about transcendental meditation, that it was, uh, there's teaching, there is teaching, are teachings that go along with it that help you understand, like, that it's okay to just experience whatever you're yes. experiencing. Yeah. Um, which I thought was helpful rather than like more, it was, it didn't feel restrictive. It felt expansive. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It was actually freeing That's because right. you realize like there wasn't the, the, the actual technique was to have no technique. 
Uh, there's still a technique. Hold on. I mean, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? The yes. technique around the mind was not trying to settle. Like people like yeah. I need to meditate and not have thoughts when I meditate because that's going to be perfect. Right. Go try to have not have thoughts, please. Right. For 20 minutes. <laughs> for for 15 seconds. Yeah, I know. I mean, seriously, yeah. folks. Like, you, yeah. So you wake up and go, there's all these thoughts going on. I'm just, and here's the funny thing. 99% of the thoughts that come in, you don't do anything with. Mm-hmm. You just don't. But there's a couple that come in and go. Mm, if I actually, if I did that, it's right. If I went and did that, then I would actually, that turned me on before. Then I would, I felt really good. So if I go do more of that, it's going to turn me on. And then that's where we get caught in this rat race. Well, I think some people don't even get into meditation in the first place because they already are, feel like they're set, set up for failure because they know they're not going to be able yes. to quiet their mind because, well... So whatever form of meditation really works work. for you, right? Yeah. It's irrelevant to me what form of meditation. Whatever, um, whatever works, like works. I like TM. I, like too. Yeah. I tried different things and TM came in and it was a very easy model. Yes. There was somebody helping me. You get a mantra, which is basically just a word that means nothing. So the mind can't grab onto the meaning of it and create a different meaning for it. It could just, you could say God or Om, Om, like that's a, people use om because om doesn't really have a meaning what does om mean i don't know and just and you just and all it does is it takes the nature of the mind and pulls it with it so the so the mind itself gets attached to the om like you put your attention on the om and then that brings you and transcends the mind because the mind is no longer in the um, in the the level one of just talking. You may thoughts may be there, but eventually what will happen is the thoughts fade away. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Here's the funny thing: it's not that the thoughts actually faded away. You transcended paying attention to them. Yeah, you transcended the thought. That's why transcendental meditation is you transcend the thoughts. So they're not there because the minute you come back from it, the thoughts are there again. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so you. So that's for me. This is one of the power in it. And during meditation, it feels really good right it really does but i'm uh, it's it's you don't do it just to get the feeling you do it because it gives you the awareness and it's just a time to pause and go i'm more concerned with my spiritual well-being than i am outwardly you do that twice a day is just these reminders the beginning and the end there's kind of like a beginning post and an end post i meditate twice a day it recenters me it also does remove stress Mm -hmm. and really what it removes is is we call it they call it stress and tm other people in a sanskrit term two thousand years ago call it a you know samskara which is which is what stress really is it's a stress or a samskara is essentially the same thing it's a stored energy pattern that you didn't allow go through right when the event happened you stored it and now that's a stressor people say that's that that stresses me that's a trigger for me right Mm -hmm. trigger stress samskara all the same word all it really means is there's something inside me that when somebody says that or i see a blue car because that's what my boyfriend used to drive and it was a blue car and it bothers me. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Everyone's got those yeah. little things. But I feel like stress is a little bit more longer enduring than just a trigger. Like a trigger to me is momentary, but stress could, I mean, people can have st- stress over either events like a samskara or, you know, work related or something like that for, I mean, you could have that for years. It's not you're triggered. It's that it's just like you carry it with you. Sure. I'm just saying in a context and stress, the reason why people carry it with you is because you can't let it go. Right. Yeah. Which is... A samskara. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I just was disagreeing with the trigger. Sure, but I'm just my. Po- <laughs> yeah, I was just trying yeah. to use different words to kind of help pinpoint, and, and hopefully that related to somebody was just in that moment. Like that samskara is literally just a an energy pattern that you've stored, and the and you didn't you either clung on to it or you pushed it away, and there, it's like you have little hands inside your body and you're pushing it down in there. Right. And so you're, you're holding on to these events that are, have occurred in your life. I'm five years old or 10 years old. Right. And you should, your, your, your little mantra should just be, if it's not happening now, then I don't want it in here. 
that I'm not going to pay any attention to unless it's happening now. Now, if there's an event happening now, do whatever you need to do in the moment to fix the event, right? What's that phrase? You've said it before. An ignored guest quickly leaves? No, no. no. And I love that one, though. I know. I don't think you were the originator of that no, one. No, Schneer actually said that. Um, no, there's something about if it's not, it's like a good mantra. If it's not happening outside... It's not, it's happening, not happening inside, inside yes. or something like that. Yes. I really, I really actually like that one a lot. It's a great yeah. reminder. I didn't create that one either, by no, the way. So <laughs> I don't think I've created any of this stuff that we're talking about. The the um, But I love that. But I don't think anybody really did. I think this has been passed no, down for just, thousands of years and yeah. people may change around some words so it sounds like but they're all saying the same thing, right? Yeah. It's if it's not happening outside, it's not happening inside. And so right. again, if it, I understand that you were a, a tragic event happened when you were 10 or 15 or whatever it was, and you're still holding on to it. It's like people get divorced, but they're not divorced. They're still having all this energy around. Mm, <laughs> like that's a good one. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. like you're divorced, but you're not. You're you've stored their energy within you. If you really want to be divorced, just let it go. And then so that's the let it go. Like to go, well, how do I let it go? And that's where meditation comes in. You start to all of these techniques, positive affirmation, meditation gives you more space to start letting these these smaller samskaras go. And as they do, and that's what meditation do, it starts pulling some of these things up so you can release these things. So you start to have a more seated self which means that I see the mind going on. I see these emotions going on. And you know what it feels like? It's like when you, when your heart changes vibrations and you can, you feel this energy shift. It's like, Ooh, there's like this really uncomfortable feeling in here. That's just a really like, this is, this goes on just so you understand this. You want personally for me, if there's something that starts to feel really uncomfortable, so something outside happened and it starts to feel uncomfortable, I literally will separate and go, that's a really uncomfortable feeling. This is really interesting that I, I'm experiencing this right now. What a really cool, uncomfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. And I literally just sit with the feeling and then it just goes away. Do you try to analyze, I think I know what the answer is to this, but do you try to analyze why you're feeling that way? What caused it? How do you make sure, how do you try to not have that feeling again? Is there something you can mitigate to make sure that doesn't happen? Yeah, the only thing I do is, is, is if it's happening, I try to remove it. I don't think you about, don't analyze it. I don't analyze it because yeah. that just, t- that just, what's the point? I don't know, but you know what? That's so interesting that you say that because I feel like a, uh, not spiritual teachers per se, but a lot of, you know, growth coaches or maybe even therapists mm-hmm. and stuff that is almost the go-to is like, well, let's get really deep on why you feel that way and what's causing yes. this particular feeling and and I actually don't know if that is how helpful that is. Well, I, I think, um, and, and I'm certainly not a psychologist. I think psychologists play a wonderful role in yeah. our world. And I think they're very helpful to a lot of people along the path. And I think that's a wonderful technique. But psychology is mostly concerned with your psyche. It's really okay. what it is. Yeah, right. Psychology is working at the level of trying to rearrange things in the mind, in the, the mind, mm-hmm. to see it differently so it feels better, and try to get it the right way, or do anything. Very few psychologists, and there are some now actually. I, I forget the actual techniques that they're using now, but a lot more of them are coming in to realizing like, what's the point of knowing why I got pissed off from some future event that was there? If it, would I have the opportunity to let it go, and never have to worry about it again? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely interesting conversation link. Cause that's the thing. If you actually, if you're, if you're willing to sit through, so something happened and somebody punched you or at school, somebody made fun of you and the psychologist goes in there and goes, well, why do you think Johnny would do that? How do you think you could do this? How do you think it'd show up? You're, You're making all this mess in there instead of just going, yeah, that really hurt. I don't want this thing out of me. 
you know. And so you sit yeah. there and you allow it to work through you when yeah. the, when it comes up. And then, by the way, you don't need to go work. It just shows up, doesn't it? <laughs> You'll be going fine. All of a sudden, it all of a sudden it starts showing up. You go, oh, there, I got, there's a big release coming on. Yeah, well, I was just going to give you a, a real world example from a couple of weeks ago. I Somebody like recommended our book on a social media platform and everyone was like, Oh yeah, definitely check out the book. Check out the book. Um, Hallie's great, whatever, whatever. They didn't really say anything about you. That's okay. Um, well, yes, it is okay no. because this is the second piece to that, which is except for one person who said, <laughs> <laughs> who said something, well, I can't remember the exact words, but, um, something along the lines of, and I actually haven't even told you this cause I let it go, but, um, said something like, I know everyone really likes the book and likes Hallie, but she, um, something about rude and rude in her and some of her opinions are unreasonable. And I like that. That's like, that was a lot for me to hear. Yeah. Um, and it was probably like a good 24 hours that I was like, what the heck did I say? I don't think I'm not a rude person. I mean, do you think I am? No. Okay. I mean, I know I can be very direct sometimes, but I don't think I'm come across as rude and I'm like analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. And then, I just let it go, but it did take me about 24 hours. Yeah. Well, it's better than two or three weeks that it would have probably taken before yes. or not letting it go at all. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and, and so what you do is and you- And unreasonable. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I am unreasonable. I did. I, but, well, but that's, that's just, just, that's just your mind now going, now you're going, right, oh, but, am I? Should I look back? Did I, did yes. I, how many times did you go back and say, what did I post the last- me, I, Yes. I know. But then I can't help but wonder, is that not potentially helpful feedback? And should I look into, hmm, do I need to adjust some of my language? Do I need to make sure I'm a little bit more conscious of what I say? So I don't come across as unreasonable or potentially rude. I, I don't know. So, I mean, is well, that not helpful? I don't know. I, I think that is a different way to respond to it than to being disturbed by it. If you actually just see it and go, huh, I've seen that once. I've never seen it before. Right. Let me go ask the people, because let me go ask people around me to see yeah. if this show up, or does it show up twice or three times? Right. And if it does, then maybe I'll pay attention to a little bit of that and saying, right. but I'm never going to be, I'm not going to lose my sense of well-being over that conversation. Got there may it. be a way that I can I can approach that differently, but I'm not going to change. I'm not going to, not for an instance, am I going to let anything pull out? I actually heard Eckhart Tolle say this because he said when his first book came out and he said, you know, 90% of the comments were pretty positive, but he said 10% were just like, he's the devil. It is all yeah. these, this rhetoric. And he said, you would read 20 comments that were positive and five comments that were negative and the five comments that were negative stayed with him for a while. Then he's mm. like, you know what? One day I just realized and it's, he's like, and I've advanced since then. Cause everyone keeps advancing. He said, I woke up and realized I don't care about any of them. I don't care about the positive, positive comments. Or the I don't care about the negative comments. He's just, and keep, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's on, I actually kind of came to the same conclusion. Yeah. I was just like, I think I'm just more happier just being myself. Well, that's all. That's the difference is, is that's what spirituality is, is you're way more concerned with your own well-being than the well, than, than not the well-being of others, but then how other people are, whether they like you or don't like you. Right. It's different. If you're not like, you're not like physically abusing somebody or you're yelling at people, that's different, right? But you're not concerned with how anybody thinks of you. You're not concerned about gaining somebody's respect. Mm-hmm. you're not concerned whether or not a popularity contest, you're not concerned about, you just wake up way more concerned about how you feel in there because that is the only relationship that you can actually control. And then you are able to just contribute so much more. Yes, from that it, yes exactly. And there's still going to be plenty of people that don't like you. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. Who cares? So is that 
example that we kind of just gave of Eckhart Tolle and even the one that I had, is that being spiritual? Yes, of course. That is, that is the path of spirituality. When the rubber hits the road, people are like, what is spirituality? That's it. It's the part of you that didn't be, that wasn't okay with what happened is now okay with what happened. Mm -hmm. That is spirituality. It's like when something else used to bother you and it no longer bothers you, it ceases to exist in the old way. Now, let's just not even say it in a Buddhist way. If you used to drive down the road and cars would piss you off that were going 30 in a 35, and now all of a sudden you drive and the car is there and you go two minutes without without reacting, reacting to it, yeah. and then you react, that's spirituality too. Because <laughs> yeah. you go, man, I used to, in two minutes, fly off the handle. Now I only flew off the handle to 50 degrees of that, and it took two minutes to get there. Congratulations. That's, that's real spirituality. And the mindfulness technique comes in. The awareness is going, oh, I, I, got a, I became aware that I flew off the handle, but man, I, I made it 15 more seconds today, Hallie. That is true spirituality. That is spiritual growth in the essence of all of this. Yeah. So the real deep work that somebody does has to start off and go, I'm way more concerned about how I feel inside. Because when the car is driving at 30 miles in front of you, do you think they actually care how you feel? I am that person I, driving 30 saying. miles and per hour. And do you care? So, no. Exactly. So <laughs> now you're the ones bothering yourself about the moment. The moment isn't bothering you. You're bothering yourself about the moment, right? That's one of the lines that everyone loves in Michael Singer's new book, Living Untethered. He said, and he says it a bunch in there. He says, you're not, the moment is not bothering you. You are bothering yourself about the moment. And that can go for everything. Yeah, it's so true. Everything. It doesn't mean you don't feel, right? If somebody close to you is dying, you can... You can accept the moment and feel the heart go through its stages, or you can bother yourself about the moment and still feel the heart go in there and suffer and do all the other stuff that's going on there. It's never about not feeling what's happening because that's the human experience. Right. Or not caring. Or about, not caring. About humanity. Yeah, or of course people not. In your Nobody life. says anything about that. That's yeah. why people want, their minds want to say that spirituality is not about, oh, I'm going to lose my drive or I'm going to do these different things. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just, you wake up and go, I'm still going to go to my job. I'm still going to exercise. I still going to have kids or if you do or you don't, or I'm not, or I'm going to have a dog. You still going to live your life. Go play with it. It's a wonderful world. It's just, you're not concerned with those things deciding how you feel inside. Mm-hmm. that's, that is the essence of spirituality. So the first path is that awareness, right? The second one is, you know, some storm positive affirmation works wonderful. And I just gave everybody example right there. And everyone can do this starting right now. You're driving down the road and go, I wish my employee would do something differently. No, I love what they're doing. Again, it doesn't mean you don't deal with it. It just means don't allow yourself to deal with it from that negative side. Like your example, like the comment comes in that you don't like. Great. I don't really like this comment. I love this comment. Man, it made me feel really uncomfortable in here. What a really neat experience that is. <laughs> I don't think I said that. But I mean, but what if you did? <laughs> I don't How know. How much what if faster I did? Yeah. try that? That's yeah. that you want the technique. There it is. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna tell us how that. No, I went directly to the mind and wanted to analyze what exactly. I had done wrong. Because what you're trying to do is go to the mind, tell me what I did wrong, so I can justify my wrongness, so I can feel better. Or or fix it. Or fix it. Yeah. So then I can feel better. Yes. And the thing is, if and you're saying just bypass all of that and just feel better. I'm saying always feel better and also fix it if it's required oh, for you sure. to fix it. Yeah, okay. There's not, it's not about not fixing life. Yeah, so yeah. if somebody came in there and, and you got 15, one of your businesses is not doing well, you let go of the party that doesn't feel comfortable with that, then fix it. 
Right. It's, it's, so it's never not about interacting. Spirituality isn't about interacting with life. It's what part of you is interacting with it. Most people are interacting with life from their mind. And that's the root of all suffering, right? So what is the other... So if it's not the mind, then what is it? It's what drives all of life. But what is that? The source of life, which is what you are. The create. I mean, look, do you worry about your heart pounding every day? How about like your liver working or your pancreas secreting or your cells, the 30 trillion cells you have in your body reproducing? You don't think about any of that, do you? No, but like, what do you call it then? Like, what is... You always, we out, not you, but in general, we say it's not the part of, it's about what part of you is interacting. Yes. What is the part? The real you. Oh, that's just what you call it. Well, it's the I, the Atman, the soul, the spirit, whatever you want, whatever you want to refer to it as. I wanted a word. Well, so you're in there, right? So you know you're in there. You're the indwelling being inside a body right now. Yes. And the more you stay on this path, the clearer that becomes. You just see it that all day long. You don't have to, it's just knowing. So I don't know if you gave me, sorry, I'm thinking of all these other things. I don't know if you gave me this example, although actually now that I think about it, I think it was Mia um, that she read it somewhere but to your point about the whole soul what really resonated with me and because we were talking about weight loss and fitness and all this stuff and she was like think about your dog or your kid a kid or a family member or whatever they don't care what you look like they love you just as much yes when you were thin and fit they love you just as much if you gain 50 pounds they love you if you lost it all nobody cares it's just you that they're the soul yeah that they're Therefore, not that phys- the physical, yes, worldly. It's only body. our culture that then yeah. says, "Oh, but that really put it in really good perspective for me." That's wonderful. I think. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, that's that's it, right? I mean, it's they don't like a dog doesn't like you can doesn't matter what you're wearing, and you don't. Right. And by or the way, you look like, or, and yeah, you, then yeah. you don't feel the need to look a certain look way. a certain way. But you may still dress up, sure. but you still may not. Yeah, <laughs> that is it. Yeah, now live your life from that point. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that like changed the, my whole perspective yes. when we were talking about that. And if people, then you wake up and you go, it doesn't mean you don't wear something nice to the office if you want to do yeah, it. You're yeah. just, it doesn't mean you don't keep your car clean. Right? It doesn't mean you don't have things. It's got nothing. They're completely separate. The spirituality goes, the first part of me is being. That's the soul. That's who you really are. And that's the relationship I have in here. So I'm going to make sure that relationship is fed from within. Because being fed from outside, it doesn't work. But I mean fed from outside, it just means that I don't need an event to occur in order to do it. You know, it's really interesting when you stay on this path long enough, you start to realize, they, they call it like the world will lose its salt. And it's like a really weird feeling when you realize that um, nothing you can do outside is no longer going to actually make you feel any different. Mm-hmm. It's a really, I mean, like a, a, a really, like really um, freeing and deep feeling it's almost for me, it was almost as if like it was somewhat depressing. I don't even, I don't, I don't use that word because it's not there, but it was almost like, it's like disappointing. there was a part, yeah, there was almost like a part of me, like a disappointing part of me that the ego was disappointed that it no longer has that edge over me of being like, Oh, when you're going to build this house or do this stuff, you're going to feel any different. Cause I already know I'm not. Mm. I don't, there's no, it's almost like vacations don't turn me on. Yeah. Like, so then what makes, hold on, but let me just get okay, like sorry. all these things, like it's like building a house and like, or, or going and doing these different things. Like none of that, all of a sudden you kind of wake up and you realize none of that actually, like the world has lost its salt that way. So none of that turns me on anymore. Then what you realize, and it, this is a weird transition when you go through it, when you, when you start to realize you go, but then I can just actually go enjoy the vacation with no expectation. 
then I can actually enjoy the activities that I can enjoy showing up for work. I can enjoy playing with my kids. I can enjoy building a house. You can enjoy anything that you can enjoy a wonderful meal. You just, it, it is just no longer about that. You're not, you just, you don't walk into that situation needing it to turn, turn to help you feel whole anymore. So then you actually approach the situation with much more clarity and willingness to accept the situation for whatever it is. That's it. It just, it is, but it's just, you will go through your path and on that, on that transition point, that inflection point of moving from where the world used to really turn you on. And, and, and what I mean, there'll be like different things. So like things used to turn you on and they no longer turn you on. And then some things used to turn you on and they still do like on your path. And then at some point you realize you make this swing from like, if it's like hundred percent of the world used to turn you on. Right. And when you get to like 20%, all of a sudden you wake up and you go, and it's like the 20, the last 20% just goes away and you just go, man, there's nothing out there. That's you, you just, you come to, 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 um, complete peace with the fact that there's nothing outside that's going to make me feel higher than how I feel inside. There's just not. And then you, but then you go and do all that. That's the fun thing. Cause that, but there's no expectation for any of it. You could get fired, you could get hired, you could make money, you not make money. And you go, those are things I'm going to have to deal with, but none of that is going to affect me. The world has lost its salt. Um, okay. One more thing to kind of maybe wrap it yeah. up a little bit. Um, what is your currently, cause I know it's changed over the years, but currently what is your, what does your daily spiritual practice look like? Well, every moment of every day that I have the opportunity to let go, I let go. Okay. And what else? So I meditate yep. twice a day, 20 minutes, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. I also journal, which is, I think a wonderful, wonderful way to, uh, release. I also exercise cause I think exercise is a wonderful way to release so your activities are really designed around releasing. Yes. Well, every starting the position is every yeah. moment of every part of my day. If something, if I'm, if I'm not okay with something that's happening, I get a chance to let it go. And then you've built in a few. Um, yeah. Well I, th- well, I also think like you're also in a body. Yeah. Take care of your body. Sure. Right. Like that's, that's part of like, so there's, I, I really enjoy eating healthy. Like I really do. Like I talk with my kids, my, my daughter's about to go to camp. So I wrote her a note and like before she left and she hasn't seen it yet, before she left, I sat down with her cause she's 10 now. And I said, Hey, why don't you understand you're going away for two weeks. It's really big. I'm really, really proud of you. We really yeah, that's are. Big. It's yeah. awesome. However, this is a really wonderful decision that you get to learn how to make your own decisions. I think mom and I have taught you some, some guidelines into how to live a wonderful life or whatever we would have said right the way it was. But this is your life now, Sienna. You get to make these decisions for you and you get to live by them. And I want you to make them for you and for nobody else. And we just kind of have the whole conversation about what it looks like, right? Of what that is. Um, And it's the same thing for, for you. Like, when we wake you general you yeah, right yeah. like when you wake up it's just i'm going to use every moment of this as a as a part to let go and then it just then it just it just that's what you do and then but you do have a body mm-hmm. right and you and it the body can feel better higher right like the body has a when you exercise it feels great right you, you're not doing it to make you feel whole and complete but it feels good running feels good work contributing feels good so you're just doing that but none of that actually contributes more than how you feel inside. There are additions to it. There are wonderful things to do. So I think like there's, there's that component cause you're going to be there. And I think the same thing. So it's, it's exercise. I think eating healthy, I think really working on releasing constantly. So if, again, it starts with meditation, journaling, exercise, and then willing to be really self-aware of when something starts to show up, like that's bothering me. I'm gonna let that go. 
That's the constant relax and release. And if you, if that's the process and exercise can be, I mean, that's why in yoga, they, yoga is really way beyond the yoga that we see physically. Yo, yoga oh, yeah, started off started, yeah. with a tradition of basically of merger with yourself, right? Yeah, no through, thyself. Through breath and through. Yes, exactly. And then asanas and, is what they, yeah. yeah. And so now it's turning this whole thing. Yoga is a wonderful way to do it. You can become enlightened doing yoga, right? They can become enlightened doing anything. Everyone who has a human soul has the potential of doing that. Well, it's just kind of interesting that yoga did start off as a spiritual practice and now it has moved into a physical practice. And it's just, I mean, I know that they kind of serve both, but it's way more on the physical side right now than yes. it is on the spiritual side. Although I think, you know. The original term for yoga, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but they, they work. So like physical, like you're matching, you're mirroring your breath and movements and they're wonderful. You should do all those things, right? But again, so that's the, that's the practice that, that you, you that you use every single day, right? Just, but the most important one is that intent. I wake up every day with the intent of, I'm way more concerned with making sure the relationship that I have inside is okay. And that well-being has to come from within. And the minute I start to want to indulge in something outside that I feel like the mind is trying to trick me to feeling better about doing that, that's going to turn me on like, oh, if you have that, that can happen. Like then this future event is you're over, you're, 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 basically taking some future event and saying it's going to make, it's going to feel, um, that event is you're overvaluing that future event than, than current, the current value that you can actually have. Cause then when the future event actually happens and you actually get it, it's not there anymore. Then your mind goes, well, this next future event <laughs> and then the next. So work on those things. Hey everybody, thanks for listening today. Really appreciate it. I want to let you know that we are going to be hosting virtually career visioning. Now career visioning is a proven system for hiring talent to get the highest probability when you make the hire. Unless you're willing to go live with somebody for like three or four years, you don't always know how they're gonna act when you show up into the business world, but career visioning is a system that we can take people through that gives you models, tools, and uh, a framework for how to actually have the highest probability to make the best hire for the position that you have. So if you're interested in with us for this, it's happening October 20th, 21st, and 22nd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's only $99. Go to adamhergenrother.com slash webinars to sign up. We look forward to seeing you then.